0: What's good, what's good, what's good, what's good? Y'all, welcome to The Real Spill. It's your host, D to the Z, Y-R-E, Desire, that's me. Y'all, I I recorded the episode, man, and I fell asleep while recording, but I was still talking, so I had to delete that whole episode, because I didn't know what I was saying, because I was knocked out, but... (laughs) But I'm awake today. I'm I'm awake today. So this episode is going to be a popping one. People might not like me after this episode, but I still love y'all, though. I still love y'all. So y'all stay tuned to your favorite Christian podcast, The Real Spill. Yo, there was a song that came out in I think it was like the early 2000s. It's like mad old, but uh the hook was you phony, you fake. Those type of people I hate. That that was like the hook. And I remember uh like just rocking to that song like you phony. You If you real, let me see your clever hand. You know, I used to uh I used to really like that song. And then um I started thinking, you know what, let me back up a little bit. I'm gonna back up to um, the, the scripture, because um, I'm talking about f- fakeness, that's what I'm talking about in this episode, because I'm tired of the fake, y'all just heard my laptop turn on, but I'm tired of the fakeness, You know, and I try to have scripture, anytime I talk about anything, I try to have scripture to back me up. Because I don't want nobody to say, she says she's a Christian podcast, but she ain't even used the word. But, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just tired of the fakeness. I mean, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Um, I, 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 I'm just thinking in, um 2 Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 3, it says, um, it, it talks about the last days and... Um, what's going to be happening in the last days. I'm about to read you up to first, verse five. Okay. Um, it says this know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, bolsters, blasphemers, proud, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Yo, if I break down this, yo, I'm telling you, people ain't gonna like me after this episode. Man, listen, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. I am tired of fake Christian, tired of it. And I'm trying not to get too street because uh sometimes when I talk about stuff like this, it kind it kinda bugs me. Um, one time last week last week, um, I did I think it was Tuesday of last week, I did a whole PowerPoint presentation and we had a discussion talking about church hurt and, and people began to say um, how we shouldn't call it church hurt because, you know, they, I mean, I'm not saying that they were saying that it don't happen, but because some people never experienced church hurt, so they don't really think that it's real, but the the truth is people are hurt in the church on a regular basis and the Bible says that if the for people would know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. These people got this fake love. They love you as long as you're doing what they they want you to do. As long as as long as what you're doing is is appeasing to them. As long as what you're doing, making them happy, making them money, is is gratifying them, is helping them build their ministry, is helping them. They they'll love on you, but as soon as you say, "I got to do what God say to do," that love is is gone. That love is gone. They don't even even show love. They barely call to check up on you. But you love me though. Hallelujah. You're supposed to love me. You're my brother. You're my sister in Christ. You're supposed to love me. But you can't even rejoice when God started to do things in my life. You can't even celebrate with me. You can't even rejoice with me. You feel some type of way because God is elevating me. God is speaking to me. So now you, you you fall back. Why is the spirit of competition in the church anyway? Why are we competing? I used to, yo, when Sunday Best was out, I remember when Sunday Best was out, I said, I like the show and I don't like the show. Because I don't believe that we should be using our gifts to compete with each other. American Idol is cool. Oh, they're getting the opportunity to, to display their gift. All right, getting the opportunity to display their gift, but they're still competing with each other. The people of God shouldn't be competing, but here it is. We, oh, that one, uh, God, God can speak to them. God can speak to me, too. Oh, that one prophesied? Let me prophesy, too. Walk in your own shoes. Why are you trying to wear my shoes? You trying to put on a suit that wasn't even made for you. God didn't even call you to that ministry and you try to wear the suit like like it's yours. It don't even fit you. I like in the Bible when it talk when it talked about um um David, David was about to go and fight Goliath and Saul and said, so like, here, take my armor. And David said, what am I going to do with that? I can't do nothing with that. That's not mine. It wasn't, it wasn't custom made for me. I got to wear what's custom made for me. But here it is in the body of Christ. We're so fake and so phony that we don't even know who we really are. We see somebody else operating in, the, in their gift. So what do we do? We want to operate in the same gift instead of operating in what God placed on us and in us. Phony, fake Christians having the form of godliness, but denying the power. I remember I was having a conversation with somebody and um, I was being accused of something that I didn't do. And um, somebody had, uh, they they took something that I said and they twisted it up. And I kind of got, not reprimanded, but I was so, oh, you can't say that in public. But I was like, you missed the gist of it. If I said I was hurt. While I, I was hurt in, in, in depression while I was ministering, you worried about me saying that I was ministering and I was active in ministry over the fact that I was hurt. You don't even care that I was hurt, but you would rather, you would rather the ministry look good. Forget the hurt person that's in the ministry. I don't want people to think that, uh, that people could be hurt in ministry. I don't want people to think that the church, could hurt folk, having the form of godliness, but denying the power, you want people to look the part, but forget being the part, you want people to to have the form of godliness, make sure everybody everybody think that you perfect, make sure everybody think that you right, make sure everybody think that you you cross all your, your T's and dot all your I's, I don't care how you live any other time, but make sure on Sunday you don't smell like smoke, This, this scripture, 2 Timothy, it says, men shall be lovers of them own self. How many times we see that? And see, this thing right here, it's talking about the church. It's talking about the church. Because then it talks about it talks about them creeping into the house and lead, uh, and lead captive uh, silly women and, and, and lead them to sin. And it, it talks about how, um, I think it's chapter 4, it talks about people who have itching ears. They're lovers of their own self. They don't care about us. If if it's not benefiting them, if it ain't helping them, they don't care. I'm I'm talking about these these fake Christians. And I think that's an oxymoron to say fake Christians, but the scripture says they have the form of godliness but denying the power. That means they look like Christians, they say they're Christians, they go to church, they preach, they sing, they clap, they dance, they shout, they speak in tongues, but they don't got no power. Covetous, bolsters. oh, we see that all the time. Proud. How many believers do we know that think they all that and a bag of chips? How many think that, oh, I'm more anointed than everybody around, so. The Bible talks about Korah. Korah was uh, one of one of um, Moses' cousins, and he said, I'm anointed too. And he tried to overthrow the man of God. God's chosen. Now, I ain't talking about David and Saul because Saul was rejected by God. We have that happen too. We see that in the church, too, where where people are working, but they've been rejected. People got a job, but God said, nah, I I don't want to deal with them no more. I I gave them specific instructions, and they disobeyed me. They they blatantly was disobedient, so nah, they still on the spot. They still got the job, but I rejected them. And we these are the people that we magnify because they they've been doing it for years and they have all these titles and accolades. They got three master's degrees and doctorate degrees and all this stuff. They got all this stuff going on. <laughs> Having the form of godliness. They got a whole ministry, a whole church. They pastor in 200, 300 people and God rejected them. they have look, look at Saul we go back to Saul. Saul was still the king. he still had his kingly robe his his priestly his kingly robe he still he still looked apart he had the form of kingship he was still he still lived in the palace. But God had removed himself. God was like, all right but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna raise up I'm gonna raise up a new king. I'm gonna raise up a king that has a heart after me and I'm gonna put him right I'm gonna put him right in the palace. he, he ain't even gonna be no way kin to um, Saul. I don't even want him to be related to Saul. He ain't gonna have no blood I'm gonna put him right there. Because if I if I had to raise up somebody related to Saul, Saul is gonna have Saul's still gonna have a little bit of reign over them and he will be able to pull strings the way he wants to. So I'm gonna raise up somebody else. Somebody who's gonna hear me and do what I tell them to do. But we okay with the form of godliness. It's okay to be fake. You know, They people even preach being fake to be okay. You know, fake it till you make it. No, if I'm hurt, I'm hurt. You want me to put a smile on my face and act like everything is okay? No, I'm hurting. I need to be healed. You want to slap a band-aid on everything? Instead of getting to the root of the stuff, because you don't want anybody to know that there's people that's bleeding. People in the congregation is bleeding. But you don't want other people to know that people are bleeding. So you want to silence the one that's like, listen, I need help, I'm bleeding. I need... So you want to silence the one that, that says people need help, they're bleeding. You want to silence them because you, you want everybody to know that you got everything together having the form of godliness, denying the power. And see, the thing is, we 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 can even take it like this, take it on this route, because that's technically lying. We're so quick to talk about the fornicator, and we're so quick to talk about the homosexual. We're so quick to talk about everything else, the murderer, but we, we always forget lying. Man, I know some lying church folk people Truth breakers. The Bible says it's better to not make a vow than to make a vow and break it. Why are you going to tell somebody you're going to do something and then don't do it? Just don't, This is why if I can't do something, I'm telling them, look, I don't know if I could do it. I could try, but I'm not sure if I could do it. But what do you do? What 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 do you do? I got you. I'm, I'm going to get this thing done for you. truth breakers making promises and then breaking them and then saying that church hurt isn't real people walking around bleeding and then not only that here listen catch this catch this now here it is they're bleeding and then they're faking like they're not bleeding but they're they're still active in, in ministry acting like they're not bleeding and they're getting blood on everything Tainted blood, not the blood of God, not the blood of Jesus Christ, but tainted blood. They're getting blood on everything. But because the one who cut them wants everybody to think that everything is perfect, everybody in the congregation got to fake it. Everybody got to fake it. Everybody got to be phony. The Bible says that they will they will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And then we go and open up our mouths and talk all this trash about people me, w- women and men. If you gotta beef with me, come to me. Because we could listen, I ain't gotta fight you. I don't gotta fight you with my hands. I mean, if you put your hands on on me, you might go another route, but. I ain't gotta fight you with my hands. Tell me how you feel. Tell me you don't like, but what you do because you scared. You a chicken. You a punk. Yeah, I'm saying it like that, because I know some of my some people who don't like me listen to all of my podcast ap- episodes so they can gossip about it. They listen to my episodes just so they can gossip. So, but because you are a punk, P-U-N-K. You don't want to say nothing to me. The Bible says if you have an ought with your brother, go to them. And say, I will come to you, but you don't want to make yourself known. I just hear the conversations in the spirit realm. Or people come back to me saying, Yeah, I heard you said X, Y, and Z. What? But they'll never tell me who said it. Because that person is a punk. They fake. They phony. You talk all this junk about your brothers and sisters in Christ. You call yourself an intercessor, but you can't even talk to somebody you got to up with. Don't pray for me. I don't want you to pray for me. Because what's in you, you're going to pour on me? No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'll pray for myself. I don't need that spirit that's on you on me. Nah, I'm good. I got enough issues myself. Oh, y'all getting the G's up Shanika today. Here it is, Jesus, Jesus went to the cross and I'm gonna clarify because somebody has said something stupid the other day. Jesus went to the cross, he died for the world. So I wanna correct people who say that we don't have to worry about the world because Jesus died for the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But eternal life is for the believer. So Jesus dying was for everybody. He died for everybody. He didn't die for the church. Because guess who put him on the cross? Guess who tried him? Come on. Y'all don't want to talk about that part. I'm so tired of these fake Christians. Y'all don't want to talk about it It was the church. It was the people who worked in the temple, been in the temple all their life. Those are the ones who crucified Jesus. Oh, it was the Romans. It was the Jew. Yes, it was the Jewish church folk who did it. Because when they went to the governor, the governor was like, man, this this dude ain't do nothing wrong. I'm washing my hands of this. Y'all do what y'all got to do. But I, I don't have nothing to do with this. The Romans did that. But who was it? The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they just needed to get Jesus out of the way. Like, let me get this guy out the way. He's a, he's a problem. Jesus is a problem. So it was the church who did that. I'm tired of these fake church folk. Tired of these fake church folk having the form of godliness but denying the power thereof you are the only participant in the conference y'all y'all just got to hear that because uh i'm supposed to be doing something at eleven thirty, and um yeah i am tired of these fake church folk so how do i or how do we as the body of Christ stop all this fakeness? How do we stop this fakeness? Jesus said it so clear and so plain and simple and I'm I'm not gonna get emotional, but the thing is I love the people of God and I want us to really tap into what God is really doing in the atmosphere, but we're so busy being competitive with one another, we're being jealous. I don't care. Y'all y'all could fake and be uh, and pretend and act like it don't happen, but too much of the spirit of competition in the body of Christ. Everybody want to be somebody, but the crazy thing is everybody is somebody. So why can't you just be who God called you to be, who God created you to be? Why you got to look at somebody else and what somebody else is doing and compare yourself to them? Jesus has said, they will know that you are my disciple if you have love from one another. The truth is, some people have been hurt. They didn't experience love. They don't know how love is. They don't know what love is. But if you are filled with the Spirit of God, if God is dwelling on the inside of you, you should be able to say, Father, teach me how to love. God, I I, I want to love like how you love God. I want to be how, I want to be like you are, God. If you can even come to God and say, God, I really don't like this person, God. I don't like this person. So teach me how to love them. The Bible ain't never say we gotta like everybody. There's a lot of people I don't like, but I love them. I love them. I'm tired of church folk. No, I'm tired of fake church folk. I'm tired of fake church folk, having the form of godliness. They wanna fake fake it till they make it. Let's pretend everything is all right. Let's pretend that we are perfect. The bottom line is we are not perfect. When the Bible, and I think it's Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, when it says be perfect as our father in heaven is perfect. It is not talking about without flaw because God himself knew that this flesh, the Bible says that in the the carnal mind is enmity to God, that this flesh is going to stop us from being perfect. And what happens is we lie to ourselves, faking. We lie to ourselves like we got it all together, that we're doing everything that we're supposed to do. We, we, we don't hurt anybody. We love everybody. We got to get to the point where we understand that we are all flawed. And until, if you ever go to an NA or AA meeting... One of the things that they um, I think I think the first step is acknowledging that you are powerless against your your, um, your addiction. So acknowledging that you got a problem that's called this flesh. So until you stop faking it and begin to expose the secret things, the things that you try to even hide from yourself. Stop faking it. Stop Stop and start to expose those things so that God can fix it. reason some people ain't never getting healed is because they don't want to expose it. I know um, th- this uh, wingworms, uh, working in daycare, you know, you get an outbreak of wingworms. And our first thought is to cover it up because it's contagious. But the, the best thing is that thing be exposed so that the air could dry it out. Sometimes you got to expose that thing that you want to keep secret. I know those parents don't want everybody knowing their child got a wingworm. They're gonna call me and they they're gonna to have to stay home from school. I can't go to work because my child got a wingworm. But now the best thing is to expose it. Expose it to air. Expose it to the, the wind of God. So that God can do the work. I'm done. I'm done. Y'all got the gangster version of me today. Because I'm, I'm tired of these, these phony and fake church folk. They might really be Christians, but God is exposing some stuff. God is exposing some stuff. And I'm praying. I'm praying for the body of Christ. Because as much as we get on the world and we talk about the world, there's certain things that we got to work on too. There's certain things that we got to get together, too. And God, God is not pleased with certain behaviors. And we got to get that junk straight. I love y'all. I'm out. Peace. I hope y'all were blessed by this episode. Uh, I hope y'all are not too offended. (laughs) But no, I do. I hope you're offended until you change. The prophet said that the other day. Like, I'm going to offend you until you change. I'm going to offend you until you change. That's what, I'm going to use that as my little motif. I'm going to offend you until you change. I love y'all. I'm Ali. Peace.